Valentine's Day remains a bittersweet occasion for the people of Lower Quinton, a small village in the West Midlands of England. Some of the locals have been known to plan annual trips away just so they aren't around when February 14th comes around. It's as if the horrors of a 77-year-old unsolved crime still linger like a dark fog. It was Valentine's Day in 1945 when the body of 74-year-old Charles Walton, a farm laborer who grew up locally, was found dead on the slope of Neon Hill. Some say that this was a folklore killing. There's many mysteries that surround it. Was it a ritual act? Was it performed with the purpose of replenishing the soil? Local historian Darren Charles said that touching on some of the wild rumors that circulated, he says, apparently the year before Walton's death proved to be a difficult harvest and the beer brewed from those crops was undrinkable. Walton was seen as an unusual fellow who had bred natterjack toads in his garden and tamed wild dogs with just his voice. If nothing else, this just goes to prove you fuck up the beer, everybody's pissed off. But it's all for the greater good. The greater good. Welcome back to Well, Hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I am Zach. Joining me always is... I am Spar. And... Lindy. Lindy. And... I'm not always here, so fuck you. The Todd. All right, well, that's the Todd. That's the Todd. Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. I'm back, motherfuckers. (laughs) What's my line, Zach? I don't remember. I can't. I don't know how he does it. (laughs) He's got to write it down. Uh, You just can't read yet, Matt. I'm. I'm trying. I'm don't don't worry. I'm, I'm about halfway. I'm a, I'm about halfway through Zoolander School for people who can't read good and stuff. <laughs> one of these days, I'll mail it. Hooked yeah, on fucking worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> how how the fuck is everybody doing? Fantastic. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I made it home. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Well, today we are going to be discussing. Good old Pitchfork Walton there. Pitchfork? Pitchfork? Pitchfork. Yep, yep. I had no idea about this uh, until about three hours before we started recording. Uh, I did a little... (laughs) I skimmed it. I skimmed it. I just wanted to make sure I was somewhat uh, familiar with material so I could, you know, chime in and whatnot. I wasn't able to do anything before this because I had a house full of five fucking cheerleaders for a birthday party. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, that, that long pause there for a second. I thought you were going to say something else. So I'm glad you, you finished with that. I was, like, I was like, God, Jennifer, hurry up and get home and get these girls out of here so we can record something. This is insane. They got, they got every, every TV in the house blaring songs while they're shooting TikTok videos and dancing. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that old man is like that's not music <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> y'all go shake your asses somewhere else I, said, I don't know what a whip or a nene is but it sounds ridiculous <laughs> sounds illegal damn whippersnappers Dad, watch our dance. I'm like, no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And put some more clothes on. (laughs) No kidding, right? (laughs) I'm letting you leave this house. I know I'm not your dad. You put on more shit anyway, because he would appreciate me saying it. (laughs) You do whatever you want when you're out with my wife. (laughs) When you're here, just fucking cover up. It's outrageous. (laughs) And Jennifer's like, oh, it looks cute. No. It looks like a pedophile's dream is what it looks like. I'm fucking kidding. 
Yeah. All right, I got that out of my system. I feel I feel your pain. When when Todd stops giggling there. I need uh, I need about five beers. You need five? I think. It's <laughs> <laughs> a rough it's ballparking. I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna self incriminate myself here for a minute. Okay. <laughs> The worst situation I ever came across dealing with my own teenage girls. Um, came home from work, walk in the door, and I was in a duplex, so I'm walking downstairs. And two girls go running out of my daughter's bedroom into the kitchen wearing shorts and bras and i stopped and was like i think this is that moment where i just need to leave yeah yeah i'd be with you yeah (laughs) my daughter comes out of my bedroom wearing nothing but one of my big t-shirts which thank god you know is like mid-thigh on her right and i'm like what's going on and she's like oh well we're just doing hair and makeup and blah 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 and i'm like and you were in my room because i needed a t-shirt and i'm like (laughs) Yeah, that's why my T-shirts are always disappearing, which, mind mm-hmm. you, all the way up until the age of 29, she was still stealing my T-shirts. Damn yeah, I don't see it going away. So going I'm away. like, I, I'm still standing on the stairs at this point. They all go running back into my daughter's room, put clothes on, and one of them steps out and is like staring me up and down. And I'm just like, I need to leave. And as I start to turn around, she's like, where are you going? Were you scared of us? And I turned around and looked at her and I said, I don't know. Are you 18? And she goes, no, that's next month. And I walked out the door. (laughs) (laughs) Are are you scared of us? I'd rather be looking down the barrel of a gun right now. (laughs) I I literally walked out, got in my car. I know. And and I left. I came back like two hours later. And they're just all giggles, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't care that you feel like I'm offended and I'm scared. That's fine. Just shut my bedroom door, put some (laughs) fucking earbuds in. I'm just going to pretend this day didn't happen. I'll be be in here listening to some good old wholesome American music like fucking Slayer while you're listening to that weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) I you do, go whip your nene somewhere I do else. Have to yeah. say, <laughs> I do have to say that the t-shirt stealing never goes away. When I fly out to see my parents, my bonus mom will tell me, if you need a hoodie or something, I've got a bunch. Now I just yeah. need one of dad's shirts. I'm 37. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. She hasn't taken a clutch shirt yet because if no. she does, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my shit. Yeah. <laughs> you put that my motherfucker kids, back. My kid's into like 2X t shirts now, so I think I'm safe. Oh, I don't have any 2X. I haven't gotten to that. Uh, that's yet. what I'm saying. I don't either. Yeah. So she's like, she's just, she buys them 2X. I'm like, well, I guess I'll get those from you later when I get older. It's going, it's going back, isn't it? It's going back. My daughter went to a uh, shit. Uh, the uh, I can buy a Morgan boat. Long? Oh, okay, uh, uh, Chris Jansen. Yeah, and she was wearing these fucking bell bottoms. And I swear to God, she came out of her bedroom and she looked like a. I was like, "You look like a fucking extra from Scooby Doo." <laughs> 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 she's like what because she was wearing like this tight tank top with these fucking bell bottoms and i'm not shitting these bell bottoms were massive i was like you need wow. boot cut that's a bit extreme it's like that's a bit extreme you don't need that <laughs> no you <laughs> shall pass without scooby snacks <laughs> you could have wore moon boots and by that i mean nasa fucking moon boots and it still wouldn't be touching them with those fucking <laughs> clothes you got coming off those Good thing, Grandma, uh-huh. my mom, Nana, because she's too young to be called Grandma, loaned her a pair of boots. So I can't believe that Kimber has the same size foot as my mom because she passed Jennifer like a long time ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, they just, just keep getting bigger, man. Well, are we ready? 
I don't know. What the fuck are we even talking about today? I don't know either. I was venting. It's been so long since I talked to anybody. I was in a truck by myself for like five days. (laughs) That's when you talk to yourself, Matt. Yeah, I do talk to myself. I do it all the time. Um, I I think you're talking about Charles Walt today, man. Isn't that right? Bah! Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. And then he said something about giving up all sorts of information about UFOs. <laughs> or maybe you didn't say that. No, no, that was my head. Okay, that's fine. I can liberty. <laughs> neither confirm, confirm nor, nor deny any such case. statements that you might think <laughs> I need to make. Okay. It's in my head. In my head. (laughs) All righty then. Well, it was Valentine's Day in 1945 when the body of 74-year-old Charles Walton, a farm laborer who grew up locally, was found twisted on the slope of Meon Hill. Walton's throat had been slashed deeply by his own something, something, uh, basically a farm device for trimming hedges. Well, it's called like a scythe. Yeah. A scythe. Yeah. His body was pinned, and this is the part that I don't get. Uh, they quoted it as being pinned to the floor, but it was pinned to the ground uh, by a protruding pitchfork. And uh, allegedly, there was a cross carved into his chest the murder of walton was the moment when witchcraft made it into the daily newspapers uh there was a 1971 documentary the power of the witch uh the investigation was also the final case for retiring chief inspector robert fabian an aging celebrity detective in the area who brought into the hype that he was the reincarnation of Sherlock Holmes. Now, uh, Fabian, wasn't he uh, Scotland Yard? Why, why, yes. Put the name like Fabian, you automatically sound like a fucking douchebag. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Fabian. Well, it's Fabian. <laughs> and trying to... Uh... Claim that you're the reincarnation of Sherlock Holmes. Well, that that the reincarnation of a fictional character. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) I'm the reincarnation of Mickey Mouse. That's why. That's believable. (laughs) How 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 do you make Swiss cheese, Matt? Well, (laughs) first of all, you got to go back and watch Tugboat Wheelie, and I'll show you the way to turn. <laughs> that is some of the most disturbing shit to know that I laughed at as a kid. It was like, really? That's how he was making Swiss cheese? Wow. <laughs> I love this cheese so much. Let okay. me just let me just hump this phallus right I'm through drill it. Hole uh. in this motherfucker. <laughs> Moving along. Moving along. Oh, this is gonna be one of those. Is it? All right. Okay. Fuck, I lost my thought of trains. <laughs> we haven't even got our toes wet, my man. No, no. All right, let's 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 go with some background here. So right. Charles Walton was an agricultural worker. He was a fucking farmer, farmhand. Um, he was a widower who shared his small cottage with his 33-year-old niece, Edith Walton, whom he had adopted uh, 30 years previously upon the death of her mother. Uh, Walton was described as something of a loner who had earned a reputation as a trainer of horses in his youth. Not sheep, horses. Breaking the horses, no? It is said that he did not socialize with his neighbors, but he was not disliked. 
uh, kept to himself. Yeah, Walton yeah. walked with a uh, a walking stick because uh, he had rheumatic joints. <clears throat> he had arthritis. Uh, however, he, he uh, sought casual farm work wherever he could find it, and for the previous nine months before his death, had been working for a local farmer, Alfred Potter, whose farm was known as the Furs. Mr. Potter. He- Ingardium <laughs> <laughs> Leviosa. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Edith Walton had lived with Charles Walton since she was three years old. Although her father was still alive and lived uh, on the other side of this nice little village, um, uh, he didn't ever have anything to do with her. Uh, Walton hmm. had occupied his cottage since World War I, and his wife had died in 1927. Uh we don't so need- he'd been a widower for a while. Yeah. yeah. So he made just a little bit of money and he paid his niece to, you know, keep house and whatnot. And so, right. you know, they were, you know, the happy odd couple, I guess. Now he, he's a, am I wrong here? He got some money when his wife died. Is that right? Uh, I didn't go into that. All right. I think, I think he got, not a whole lot, but he he had he had some money set aside. So, well, let's just say that at seventy four, uh, he paid his niece uh, one pound per week for housekeeping. He also paid the three shillings uh, per week for rent on the cottage, as well as buying their coal and meat and uh, his casual earnings from working as a farmhand. And he received. Uh, 10 shillings a week for old age pension. So okay. they weren't struggling, but you know, he had to subsidize his income. Right. right. So on the 14th of February, 1945, Walton left home with a pitchfork and a slash hook, <clears throat> a double edged pruning implement with a sharpened straight edge on one side and a conclave cutting edge on the other. Edith sounds vicious. Really, Edith stated that people call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, his niece stated that uh, Walton had left his purse at home on this day, and so he didn't take any money with him or anything. He was just going to work. Uh, He was witness to a pass through the churchyard. Uh, of the town between 9 and 9.30 that morning. And on this particular day, he was slashing hedges in a field known as Hill Ground on the slopes of Mion Hill. Uh, meow? 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 Right meow? Right meow? Now maybe I'll just meow. So that day, his niece Edith was working as a printer's assembler in town, uh, which uh, da, 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 uh, the Royal Society of Arts is what it was part of. They had located to Lower Quentin uh, for during the duration of the war to avoid bombings and things of that nature in London. Yes. Um, and um, she, she expected Walton to be home by 4 p.m. Um, Edith didn't get home until around six that night and found that Walton was not there. Uh, his solitary nature and regular habits gave her no solace that he might be in the local pub or visiting a friend because that was not anything that he ever did. Uh, so she went to see her neighbor, another agricultural worker by the name of Harry Beasley, who lived, you know, further down the road. Uh, together, they made their way up to the farm, the Furs, to alert Alfred Potter. Potter claimed to have last seen Charles earlier in the day, slashing the hedges in Hillground. Uh, the three of them set out in the direction of the spot where Charles had last been seen and eventually found his body near a hedgerow. The murderer had beaten Walton over the head with his own walking stick. And had cut his neck open with the slash hook 
and driven the prongs of the pitchfork and to the side of his neck, pinning him to the ground. It's almost like decapitated him, right? Fucking vicious, man. The handle of the pitchfork had been... There's a bustle in your head, Drew. Run like a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a hand in the bush, in the bush, in the bush, in the bush. bush. Oh. oh lord so that's that's pretty brutal fucking way to go so this is where you know i, I alluded to earlier uh you know the the official record does not mention anything about a cross being carved into his chest but that's part of the lore of the story is that you know it was a ritualistic killing what would what would the cross have to do? I mean, it was it wasn't inverted or anything, right? It was no. Hmm. So let's see. Uh, they send for the constable, and blah blah blah. So about eleven p.m. that night, uh, the detective inspector uh, took a statement from Alfred Potter. Finally. And Potter stated that he had been at the farm for about five years and had known Walton for all that time. He had employed Walton casually for the last nine months and said that Walton had worked when the weather permitted. Walton had been engaged on hedging for the previous few months and Hillground was the last field needing attention. Potter stated that he had been in the college arms with Joseph Stanley, a farmer from White Cross Farm, until noon that day. He had gone straight across to a small field adjoining Hillground and saw Walton working about five to six hundred yards away. He said he noticed that Walton had about six to ten yards of hedge left to cut and that when he found his body later that day, about four additional yards of hedge had been cut, which would have been about a half hour's work. Why that is documented, I have no fucking clue. Trying to get a time of death, time, probably. Yeah, maybe trying to yeah, zoom so, in at least. Yeah. Potter stated that he knew that it was Walton's habit to stop for lunch around 11 a.m. and that he would then work continuously until about 4 p.m. He described Walton as an inoffensive type of man, but one who would speak his mind if necessary. Uh, so at this point, the decision to request assistance from the Metropolitan Police, formerly known as Scotland Yard, yeah, <clears throat> was uh, made, and the Deputy Chief Constable of Warwickshire sent a message on 15 February. Are you talking to my guy all wrong? It's it's Warwickshire, Warwickshire. Yes, okay. sure, not Shire. Yeah. It's not the Hobbit. Who said? It's, Everybody in England. It's it, fucking Gandalf told me, man. No. You I was told by people. No. You were told by people. <laughs> yeah, from from the Shire that it's from, not Shire. It's sure. sure. Oh, really we're sure, sure it's not Shire, or maybe we're Shire. It's not sure. Mm-hmm. The chief constable has asked me to get the assistance of Scotland Yard to assist in a brutal case of murder that took place yesterday. The deceased is a man named Charles Walton, age 75, and he was killed with an instrument known as a slash hook. The murder was either committed by a madman or one of the Italian prisoners who are in a camp nearby. It had to be Italian? Did they go straight to Italian? Hold on. Fucking forget about it. (laughs) the assistance of an Italian interpreter would be necessary. I think Dr. Webster states deceased was killed between one and 2 PM yesterday. A metal watch is missing from the body and we are circulating its details uh, to the local palm brokers and jewelers. Now, February of 1945, we're in the heat of world war two. That's right toward the end. There was a prisoner of war camp just a few miles out of town where they were holding all of these Italian prisoners of war. And mind you, they were so secure that 
they let them wander into town once a week and go catch a, a fucking movie or whatever the fuck. And they were just expected to cruise back to the camp. And, we were going to the pub. <laughs> and <time>. that, is, <laughs> that is why they considered that it must have been one of these Italian prisoners of war because they were just like, you're going to live here for a while, bro. You know, you're on an island. Where are you going to escape to? Somebody's going to find you because you're going to be like, that's a big meatball, you know? <laughs> now listen, what are you going to do if somebody comes in here and tries to hassle you? <laughs> Fuck you, pay me. I'll keep them out. Forget about it. I got this. So uh, the postmortem on this is that uh, they did. Anthony, uh, mind your business. <laughs> they found Walton's trachea had been cut and that he had been had uh, bruising to his chest and several broken ribs. Walton, Walton also had defensive wounds, a cut on his left hand and bruises on the back of his right hand and forearm. Webster, the doctor, concluded that Walton's wounds had been caused by two weapons, a stabbing weapon and a cutting weapon, presumably the pitchfork and the slash hook. Walton had also been hit over the head with his own walking stick, which was found three and a half yards from his body with blood and hair still adhered to it. Jesus. It was <laughs> determined bad. that... Your own walking somebody, stick? Somebody tore off and whipped your ass with all your own implements. Well, and he's, he's 70 what? Five? Yeah, it wouldn't be hard to do. I was going to say, that's like, why, why would you fuck with a 70? It's like, just wait a fucking couple of days. He'll be dead in a minute. <laughs> You know, <laughs> so fucking insulted me. He, he... It was determined that Walton had died between one and two p.m. Walton's shirt had been opened, his trousers had been unfastened at the top, and his fly was unbuttoned. Pants unbuttoned. Pants unbuttoned. Yeah. So Webster's report makes no specific mention of the cross supposedly carved on Walton's chest, mentioned in some later accounts. Mm. Sounds a bit witchy to me, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, the common story of this is that, uh, you know, he was the quote-unquote sacrifice for better crops. Uh, you know, the greater good. Also. So, like, Winona Ryder and all these other ladies jumped out of the woods and before they went to the river. <laughs> we're, not go we're not going back to that, man. <laughs> Too late. They turned him into a horny toad. <laughs> we thought you was a toad. Uh, Do not see. <laughs> The treasure. <laughs> oh, I like can, dude, I, I can do all stop. brother work. And stay out of the wolf work. <laughs> but he said we wouldn't find the treasure on account of our obstacles. Well, he's no, he's an ignorant old man. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh. <sighs> he's right. So, uh, <laughs> fuck, this is fucking chilling. <laughs> so, uh, so Rosario fuck, Dawson, dude, dude, I just want to fucking <clears throat> stick a fork in it and be done. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Hey, have you got a license for that pitchfork? I got one. For, I got one for this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute for that one. <laughs> Start speaking, Pikey. Well, well, the kind of horses, you know, what? What is that? See mine. <laughs> bong, bong. Tick, 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 tick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, so you're saying you haven't seen Bad Boys too? Huh? Oh God. No. Which Sorry. one do you want to watch first? <laughs> okay. So. All right. Back to the story. Back to the story. I, I'm. I'm just We're talking about movies, and Lindy's like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are on about. <laughs> no idea. So I'm just, I'm just gonna lay this out real quick, okay? <laughs> Alfred Potter was the only true suspect that the constables ever had. 
potentially. And this this murder has never been solved. Okay, it's been 78, 79 years now. Um, a lot of it because uh, they brought in the Robert Fabian, the guy who the newspapers had dubbed, you know, as being Sherlock Holmes, and he thought he was Sherlock Holmes reincarnated. And so when he came in to take over the investigation, uh, it, it just became a big, you know, media whirlwind. You know, he was, you know, talking to the papers every day and all this. And at the conclusion of his investigation, he had gone back to his place and basically laid out the story that, you know, he he played into the lore that, you know, these people were all very secretive. And they were all very tight lipped and they wouldn't talk to him. He couldn't get any information. And that there seemed to be the overlying, you know, weird, you know, during this time in the war of, you know, people being like, we're going to go back to the pagan ways and Mm. all this stuff. So it just became sensationalized and then, excuse me, just went away because (laughs) because once the big Sherlock Holmes guy was gone, then, you know there was no big story to write about and it all kind of just died off. What what did pagan stand for in Dragnet? Was it people against goodness and nicety? (laughs) You're forgetting your goat chaps. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. So, um, they they had somewhat investigated the Italian POWs, but that went nowhere because they were all, you know, like, you know, he's not the got the meatballs. So, you know, they didn't give a shit. Showed them how to make a Sunday sauce, and they were like, fuck you. It's a not to me, a Mario. <laughs> you got to be innocent. It's this is not delicious. to me. It's not to me. <laughs> it's a not to my brother Luigi either. <laughs> you might want to check out Wario. <laughs> it just looks evil. So a- after most of this died down, they finally um, uh, got a hold of Edith, his niece, and she completely, you know, was like, "How are you going to come up with all this lore of witchcraft, all these things, blah blah blah?" When, in all honesty, what it came down to was Alfred Potter hadn't paid her uncle for a couple of weeks worth of work. And we basically was going to, you know, say something to him when he saw him. So Potter basically fucking killed him so he wouldn't have to pay. That was a pretty brutal way to go about it. I thought it was, it was, I thought he'd actually loaned Potter some money. Because like that the was, crops had that, been bad. That's one string on it. I couldn't find anything very, because the only, the only statement for me was that she said um, he, he owed her uncle money. So, you know, I, I figured, you know, he worked for the guy. So obviously he owed him for work. Yeah. But the funniest, if not oddest part of this comes from the fact that um, there was a book written. Where am I at? Okay. So, yeah, the crime to this day remains unsolved giving a certain mystique to filmmakers and arguably acting as a nucleus for the booming folk or genre. David ah. Penner's 1967 novel ritual was loosely based on Walton's murder. When it was adapted into 1973's cult classic, the wicker man. The idea of a rural town harboring pagan beliefs and merrily sacrificing dissenters solidified itself as a narrative device in horror cinema with a through line that can be traced all the way to Ari Aster's Midsommar that was released in 2019 and Ben Wheatley's In the Earth in 2021. There have been so many movies that try to copy that shit. It was like... uh... House of the Devil came out 
made it, they filmed it like it was filmed in the eighties. It felt like the eighties. It was basically Rosemary's baby kind of shit, but a great fucking movie. And then Midsummer came out and done that. And then a bunch of movies have tried to copy that shit since they've done it. And by the way, uh, the remake of that with Nicolas Cage can go fuck itself. All right. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I don't like Nicolas Cage as an actor. Okay. I'm okay. not a fan. <laughs> Put the bunny down. Damn. <laughs> I just I don't, keep him out of my fucking movies. Jeez. Fucking just because he'll work for next to nothing because he's ignorant with what he spins. Fucking keep him out of my movies. <laughs> it could have been so good if it didn't have him in it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I don't so, know why. Um, I can't get. <laughs> Guy's an asshole. (laughs) No shit, Sherlock. No fuck, Fabian. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so uh, I feel better. Speaking of the murder's influence on horror cinema, uh, director Liam Gavin, the man behind the underrated 2016 British real ritualistic horror, horror, a dark song. I would just say, oh, goddamn all. Oh. Wait, that's a different genre. Never mind. We ain't talking skin flakes, yeah, we? They're both great. Dude, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're having my French maid moment. You obviously definitely rented the wrong movie. <laughs> well, I don't know why. There's I only, not enough bass lines in this. Boom. Uh, I wouldn't say it was the wrong movie. I, told, but. I was told this was a movie that was going to keep me captivated. I only watched 30 minutes of it and fell asleep. <laughs> Fuck, you made it that far? <laughs> Seven and done, bro. Seven and done. Dude, it took me 22 minutes to figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and then I had to get up and make nachos in the middle. Oh, God. Good okay. thing I had a runny nose. My Kleenex was next to me. Okay. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> fuck, Walton. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> So they on target. <laughs> target. Buddy of mine, you know, who I was on active duty with, he ended up joining the local guard unit around here, being a, a boomer and air refueler. So when everything kicks off over in Kosovo, this is mind you, many, many moons ago. Yes, yeah, been a minute. Um I used to go over and like help his wife out with shit, you know, if she needed stuff, whatever. So she like invites me over for dinner one night. So I'm like, cool. So I go over and she had one of her friends come over and I'm thinking, all right, she's trying to set me up with her friend. Yeah. You know, whatever. It's cool. Right. So we're sitting around, have a nice dinner, have a couple of beers, you know, everything's fine. And then it's, Hey, you know, we're going to watch some porn. You want to watch porn with us, Todd? And I'm thinking to myself, this is that fucking situation that your I'm brain fuck out. Yes. So I'm like, but it's me. So I'm like, oh, I'll grab another beer and have a fucking seat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would have looked like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. There would have just been like a cloud of my body shape like this as I was heading out the door. <laughs> so I sit down and it gets awkward for about 30 seconds as this thing it, starts out. It gets out. awkward, Todd. It gets awkward. The fact we're, they ask you to watch porn with them didn't get awkward. We're talking about, Matt, we are talking okay, about all right, me. all right, fair enough, fair enough. We are talking about me. Yep, fair enough. Okay? Okay. If there are not children present, my moral aptitude is like nil. <laughs> I keep an open mind. So... <laughs> About four minutes into watching this, I realize that all the girls are no longer in this movie anymore. It's just a bunch of guys in a gym locker room. And I look over and they're both staring at me. And I realize that I just 
been played a prank on. They were like, how long is he going to sit here and watch gay porn? And, I, and I'm like, <laughs> longer than me, man. So, so well, what, you made it four what, minutes, apparently. What, what is what's going on here? And they're like, well, it's porn. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not my kind of porn. And they're just like, we just wanted to see if you'd actually watch gay porn with us. And I was like, well, if that's all we're doing, fuck, okay, I'll get another beer. Who needs one? <laughs> it's, not, it's not exactly blowing my skirt up, but okay, it's like whatever, I suppose. I, I walk out, grab some more beers, come back in. They've turned it off, you know, ball, and I'm like, so. Wait a minute. So, so what, what's going on here? I didn't catch the plot. My buddy's wife just stares at me, and she's like, you're an odd duck. We seriously thought you would have like ran out the door. What you know, I'm like, well, the beer's free. I had a good dinner. I'm like, the fuck am I out? Rude. You know? I mean, yeah. So needless to say, I didn't stick around too much longer because you know. Then it got weird. Because the beer yeah. ran out. Because I mean, honestly, I was like, I think I made a statement something along the lines of. So if this continues, this is where Todd ends up on all fours, taking it from both ends, right? Have you ever been caught in one of those moments where, well, you can't get to the bathroom quite quick enough? Well, Robert Fabian Pharmaceuticals would like to proudly present the new anti-diarrheal product, No Shit Sherlock. You know how when you're in high school and you make those volcanoes for science class? I figured out another way to do it. It's called curry. Oh, you need some No Shit Sherlock. You ever had them meat pies over there on Bleach Street? Man, I tell you what, they back me up. I don't know what to do. So I said, fuck baby. Give me some of that no shit, Sherlock. Sir, I seem to have caught a bad case of the trot. Looks like Montezuma's revenge down there. Have you got anything to help? Turn your oh shit moments into no shit moments with no shit, Sherlock. You got problems with things coming out the bottom? Well, hell, we'll help you get them out the top. Just get you a pitchfork. We'll pin you, cut you, get it out for you. Happy Valentine's Day! I turned my underwear into one of them fucking slipping slides, and I didn't even mean to. That's an awful bad taste with the mud, bud. I got a mud drag in my pants. Tell you what, I damn near killed me one of them bottles of that great white buffalo woman cab whiskey. Man, now I gotta get me some of that baby in pharmaceuticals. No shit, Sherlock. Ugh. It's a good thing I wore socks today because there seems to be something running down my leg. Oh my god. Only I'd taken that stuff. I wouldn't be showing up to my first date with this huge skin mark on my pants. I hope she's into it. Maybe she wants to take a shower with me and stick a finger in my ass. Somebody needs to pass that around a bottle of that no shit, Sherlock. It's sure starting to stink in here. Hi ho. Baby, could you plug this motherfucker up for a second? These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Baby and Pharmaceuticals does not represent any cures or anything else other than the fact that, hey, you take our stuff, mm. You're gonna get fucked up. No shit, Sherlock. Could you please stab me in my neck leg so I stop shitting myself? Don't forget your bottle of Elliot Rogers baby wipe ointment. Just shut up and put a finger in my ass. I need some of that no shit, Sherlock. Yes, you do. Do they make pampers in XL? This is like a water wiggle. What does any of this have to do with gay porn? And they giggled, and I was like, cool. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so yeah, uh, some things are better left unsaid. So I'm just there, like a, there was like a Travis Walton <laughs> thing or something when there. Or what, what was we? <laughs> speaking speaking of Walton, Got lost in the ether. <laughs> it must be witchcraft. <laughs> This was so Kate Mira coming up yet? I'm just yeah. trying to keep myself in this. <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking done. Oh, All right. <laughs> Listen, a dude died on Valentine's Day. We're gonna put a nail on this motherfucker. <laughs> a dude died on Valentine's Day. It's never been solved. It's been oh, used shit. to make all kinds of variations of folklore horror. And you know what? The only thing I got to say is fucking, you know, kudos to Edith for holding it down. 
you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. And this has been our fuck off oh, episode. Boy, it certainly <laughs> fucking has been. Oh. Well, this is fun. <sighs> this episode was definitely brought to you by Great White Buffalo Calf Woman Whiskey. It's brought to you by something. You mean Famian uh, Pharmaceuticals anti diarrheal? No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. oh, he's Very been working nice. on that one. He's been working on that one. Hell yes, oh, my man. Shit. Very oh. good. No shit indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be bound up for months. You thought cheese was bad. Yeah. If save it's not it, coming out it. the bottom end, we'll just hop, we'll open you up on the top end and see if it comes out that way. Oh. Pitchfork <laughs> your head to the ground in case it you know starts to spray. I love every every episode Todd does. It's just he's talking, he's talking, he's talking, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> it's like my boy when he was three on the toilet he's like dad i'm done <laughs> wipe my ass come on my ass. wipe my ass <laughs> i want to go play with my toys wipe my I ass was, i was hoping to get into some witchy 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 shit and we didn't do it there was a okay so uh here's what here's what we skipped over uh, there was a black dog there was uh some dramatic shit that goes on. There was a demonic hill, uh, and uh, yeah, it was bad crops the year before. And I think there was another woman that died the same way, pitchfork through the neck, a hundred years before. Which woman? No, it seems and, uh, like black dog. And then there was a couple other things on here that was like that. Taught I think Fabian. That- Fabian saw a black dog too, and he mentioned to a, a kid, and a kid ran off like apparently real superstitious area. Made me Small think of Zeppelin Four. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's old Pitchfork Walton. Yeah, let's put a fork in it. <laughs> a Pitchfork you just wanted to do that so bad, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> the greats are good. The greats are good. All right. <laughs> Well, fuck it. Uh, well, that's guys, the episode, I suppose. I, I, I don't know that I learned a lot of things, but. <laughs> well, you learned that <laughs> some guy got a pitchfork to the head. Leg. And, I thought it was uh, a leg. They blamed it on it was the neck. It the was neck. in the neck. They pinned it, it to the, the ground. Head leg. It's like the head yep. leg. <laughs> <laughs> you took it right to the head leg. It's the hollow head leg. Yeah. <laughs> all right and lindy's got a all shirt right. that has a duck on it that turns into a jeep logo which is pretty fucking badass actually yeah yeah have you never played duck duck jeep yeah, yeah. i don't Wife's got know jeep. I, um, I used to have a jeep but i never played that game uh, no one likes me <laughs> nobody likes me everybody hates me pitchfork my head leg uh <laughs> Fantastic. All right, uh, guys, can please continue to like, please continue to like and rate and review the podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps with the algorithm, puts us in front of more people. You could please spread the word. That would be great, too. Yes, Uh, it would. um, Spread the word. Thank you once again, Todd, for coming and hanging out and, you know, jumping on the coffee table and waffle stomping and fucking shit up. Hell yeah. Uh, Appreciate it. This was, um, this was fun as fuck. I don't know what happened exactly. But <laughs> I'm, gonna have, to, I'm, pretty I'm gonna have to listen when everybody else listens and be like, "What the fuck did we do?" I don't <laughs> really. <laughs> we established three facts. We did. Okay. okay. <laughs> we established that somebody died, and the date and the year that they died, and how they died. <laughs> And the, the one thing that you overlooked was Winona Ryder and Scarlett Johansson came here. <laughs> Rosario Dawson walked down to the river. No, no, what? never happened. <laughs> it happens daily in my mind. Uh, fact number four, Todd watched some gay porn. <laughs> he yeah, I watched quite a bit of it. <laughs> Once I said, there would have been a fucking, okay, first I said Looney Tunes. 
And now I'm going to say Kool-Aid man. Cause it'd have been like the outline of me going through the door. On my ex- <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I can't get my car started fast enough. <laughs> they were just sitting there looking at you while gay porn was on. They were just, they were like, is he going to take Dude, it Dude, it, it started out with like <laughs> five guys. It started out with five guys and three girls. Okay. So I'm instantly, I get into the mindset that I'm going to see a lot of fucking dick and a lot uh, of fucking a lot assholes. Of dick. Yeah. And then it, you know, I'm like, Half paying attention, half drinking Five a beer. Guys, that's ten balls, buddy. You're... And and then it's like, you know, I'm not really paying attention. But then I realized <laughs> that there's no longer think, any all girls. Right, all right, I want to interrupt you for a second because I think at this point, uh, this half of this episode is you talking about gay porn. Yes, that's a little suspect. It's <laughs> a whole lot of it, bro. I'm, Maybe... only, I'm only as straight as my options. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and in that moment it was have sex with a girl while watching gay porn i was like if this is what's turning her on fuck you know different strokes for different folks once again i'm out the fucking door just on a different wavelength we get along on most things well, when it comes to that i'd be like no mm-mm I'm too I'm too boring for you. I'll go ahead and promise you right now. I am too boring. I kind of like a vagina the way it is, and I don't need to add anything to it. This is pretty good as it is. All right. I need to stop talking. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. I'm going to fucking wrap this up. Uh, Let's I'm just edit this whole video. That's far. Video, uh, that's, that's no, 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 no. Uh, and Todd says, "I love you. Bye bye. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> okay, later." Okay, I love you. Bye bye. Bye. Later. Later. Fancy pants. <laughs> <laughs>